The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yeah, we're back with another awesome edition of the show and i just gotta say last week's show was really exciting that was fun i I got pumped up you know i've been sharing that all over social media because we got so pumped up for anyone who's listening that wasn't able to hear our show last week if you are a landlord in the city of seattle i'm going to highly encourage you to go check out the teamreba.com slash blog website and find our episode with Tamara Simon of Cost Property Management last yeah. week. There was some really, really killer information in there. And it's super important details that landlords really need to hear about and be thinking about. In fact, actually, I started emailing some clients of mine that are looking for rental property and asked them, please go listen to this show before making the decision if we're going to buy other property in Seattle. Because we want to know if we need to go and make our search go around the city of Seattle based on what your thoughts are That's right. of some of that episode. There's some significant changes uh, yes. that, that could be impacting landlords mm-hmm. in the city of Seattle. Yes. And, uh, you know, what's that saying? How Seattle goes, so goes the rest of a lot of the, mm-hmm. the areas. There's sort of a, Absolutely. a piling on, yeah. you know, if if you will. Uh, but but just some really kind of kind of frightening um, you know frightening things that are being that are from from the from the perspective of a landlord mm-hmm. and I know the spirit of these rules was is uh, mm-hmm. is well intentioned oh yeah yeah but, they're, they're trying to get um, affordability and make sure that there's not you know people being discriminated against I get that and I'm totally right? for it but the method in which they're going about doing it is not necessarily going to accomplish that so if you haven't listened to that episode. We highly encourage you to go back to teamreba.com slash blog and find that episode. It's right there at the top of the blog anyway um, because it's very recent. But great content in there. And we also uploaded all the information that Tamara sent to us post-show that has all the phone numbers and information of all the Seattle City Council members so that if you as a landlord – or even as a tenant, I guess – if you want to make your voice heard around those topics – you can do it. Yeah, and, and just to kind of summarize some of these things that, and, and this will all be in the blog, you know, mm-hmm. at Team Reba. Yeah. Uh, but the the city is is basically making uh, some significant changes. One is to make income a protected class, meaning mm-hmm. that you can't ask where your tenant's income is, right. is coming from. Yeah. And uh, and so so that can really put a burden on a on a landlord if they're trying to determine how stable mm-hmm. a person's income might be or how reliable. Right. Uh, they're going to uh, make a rule that if you're thinking about selling, that you have to give the city 60 days notice. Yeah, that was for five plus units. Like that, that's 60 days before you even talk to a real estate agent, right. which is like ridiculous. Yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night and thinking about selling, boom, then you're yeah. you're on the hook at that and, point. And what are they doing about learning about what the value of their property is? Right. 
Right. And we're like, ooh, let me pull it out of a magic hat. Crazy. Like, that's just yeah. nuts. It's crazy talk. What about capping move-in costs? They're going to cap oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, so you, uh, you typical landlord collects first month, last month, and a mm-hmm. damage deposit. Mm-hmm. You might be required to spread that out over up to six months. Yeah, for the deposit. For the deposit. And if I remember correctly, she said they remove the element of the final. Right. So the, the, that's that puts a lot of risk out. It really especially, does. And I think they were going to cap even what the amount of the deposit level could be. Right. So these are huge, huge issues if you're going to be a landlord in this area, especially a small to midsize, because they're very onerous, right. extremely onerous. If you're a huge company like Essex that has a ton of large-scale properties in the area, you might be able to do that. Yeah. But it might also really shift who is in this marketplace. No, this, this hurts the small investor. This yeah, is the, absolutely. The, uh, you know, the couple that, that want to, you know, help supplement their retirement, mm-hmm. they're, they're looking at this as, a, as an investment, as a, their 401k, if you will. Yeah. And uh, how about how about the uh, the first come first served uh, tenant policy? Yeah, and well, especially since a lot of people are mistaking what that means. It's mm. the first qualified tenant. It's Applicant. not if you because if you're the first person in the door. Because like a lot of these you know property owners, they'll set up a showing date, much like we do with an open house, right. and a whole group of people will come at a given time. It's not just because you showed up first. It's whether or not you made application and you were the first good but, but qualified it in, application. It is in the eyes of the city. Mm-hmm. And if you have, yeah. uh, let's say you have two two applicants, you know, one one's a little bit stronger financially on paper. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know they're going to be a longer-term tenant, maybe more stable. Mm-hmm. But they were second? Yeah. You can't rent to them. Right. These are these are big issues. Yeah, really, really big issues. So and, I don't want to take our whole show of sure. that. But, but it was so exciting and so interesting. In fact, I want to point out, we did have a caller last week that unfortunately um, we didn't get in there fast enough. So I want to encourage if that listener is still out there and had a question, we want you to know we're bringing Tamara back on again. Good. good. And we're ta- we're bringing her on earlier than we normally. I, I had originally uh, reached out to her as possibly like a twice a year or maybe three, four times a year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that would have certain obvious you know time frames around it. So every three, four you know, to six months. Uh, but we're actually going to bring her on in about another month and a half. And uh, I'll pull up the date specifically here in a second. But uh, we definitely want to have her on again, because first of all, we want to find out what came out of that council meeting, right. because that was going on as we were on the air. Right. right? We'll, so, we'll get to the bottom of all of that. And yeah. if uh, if you have questions, though, especially for Tamara or for Reba or for I, anything to do with real estate or finance, mm-hmm. uh, even, um, you know, you have oddball questions. We get oddball questions all day long. Oh, yeah. Uh, give us a call. This is a live call-in show. You can reach us right now if you want, 866-712-1300. You can also text us or uh, uh, tweet us at Team Reba or at Eric is my banker. And uh, let us know if you have questions. We're always happy to help. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and employ uh, the, the brain trust. Yeah. Well, we were answering lots of questions uh, Saturday. Yes, were we, we not? Were. Yes, yeah. we were at our um, our uh, first time home buyer class. Had and it wasn't really even great... just the how do I get there? <laughs> we had a <laughs> had a little bit of that, so that whole direction thing can can always be difficult. But we had a really good showing. Mm-hmm. Lots of people yeah. showed up, and we want to and think we even had some of our listeners there. I believe we did. Yeah, I don't just believe it. Know it. 
Yeah, we did. That's yes, awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, those classes are always fun. They're a huge um, time commitment. Reba and I both volunteer for mm-hmm. the Washington State Housing Finance Commission, and we've been teaching these classes for years. And it's a five-hour class. It's a commitment. You know, mm-hmm. for for us and for our students, but uh, you know, everyone always walks away with with. Uh, yeah, I don't you know, think so a fruit fly could it. do it because I don't think they mm. live that long. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, lots of, lots of good information. In fact, we might be reha- re- kind of talking about some of the things that uh, you know that we discussed at Saturday's class as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all such good, useful information. Yeah, and uh, always always helpful to give that information where somebody can be a more educated buyer. Give them a, a leg up in this this crazy market that we're in. So we also have other stuff coming up this week. So yes, yes on Saturday we had our class. Right. And once we book another one, because you know, we always start booking those two to three months in advance because mm-hmm. we do them roughly quarterly. Um, we have two remote shows this week. Yes, we're on the road this week. Yeah, we are. So tomorrow. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live from the yeah. it's the Renton Business Expo. Am I right? Well, they that? actually it's it's been uh, changed up. They've been doing a lot of things down at the chamber to kind of liven things up and mm-hmm. kind of give new life to uh, events that they've done. They're calling it the Business Launchpad. Got it. So the Business Launchpad is going to be going on from one to six p.m. and it's at the Red Lion in Renton, which is at the corner basically of Grady Way and One Sixty Seven. And there's even, uh, if, if any of the callers are interested and they want to get in touch with me, uh, for someone who just wants to come in and see what's going on and the businesses that are there, it's really a business to business expo. And if you're a business owner, you want to kind of see what's available there. Uh, there it's $10 to get in, right? It's just $10 to come in and cruise the expo. If you're not someone who's at a table, right? Like we're going to have a table, but we're also going to be doing a live feed for two hours from Mm -hmm. there, right? So we're going to be interviewing people who are at the event and we're also going to be interviewing uh, the nonprofits who are going to be part of this. Right, let's talk about that. Yeah. That's the cool part of this. Yeah. This expo tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, nothing else. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, so they're going to be doing a shark tank for some local nonprofits and they get to get up and pitch in front of, they're going to have lots of other local business leaders there. So they're going to be pitching to the business leaders Either, you know, things they're looking for, volunteers, funds, things like that. Yeah, they're they're making a case for themselves and really working on, um, you know, kind of elevating that pitch of the elevator pitch, right? So the feedback they're going to get from these other business leaders will help them hone that craft because it is an ask for a nonprofit is really a skill that has to be developed. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, you and I have both been Mm -hmm. involved heavily over the years with different nonprofits and either volunteering, being members, maybe being board members or helping co-found them. So we're both, you know, very painfully aware (laughs) of all the challenges that are involved. So I'm kind of excited about that because we get a chance to give these folks another opportunity to talk about what they just learned. We were calling it, it was going to be the Shark Tank soundbite. Excellent. Good, good, good. We'll be interviewing these nonprofits tomorrow as they come out of their Shark Tank experience and yes. kind of find out what they learned, you know, through the whole process as well. So yeah. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah. And yes, uh, we're also going to have Marissa and Tyler there because we're going to have oh, a good. booth. So they're going to be helping uh, 
man our booth, so to speak. Excellent. So we'll have part of the team there as long as as well as you and I. We'll what, be there. Uh, is, uh, what, what kind of catering they got going this year? You know, it's actually really cool. So Red Lion is going to have a bunch of catering. And, and for that 10 bucks, you get in to try all the foods that they're right. showing out there and their wares. But there's also a, a mini taste of Renton going on. So last year they had some of the schools plus some of the restaurants with bites available for people. And they're going to do the same thing this year. And I know like my friend uh, Mariana Sotras, who owns Flower Sugar and More, is going to be one of the folks coming. And this is a woman with a cordon bleu training who's you know fantastic and a lot of her breads are are served at the brick also down in renton so Mm -hmm. some really fantastic people who are going to be part of this event oh there's some awesome food there last last year yeah oh well they had a great seafood display it was wonderful so yeah looking forward to it but we're going to be talking more about rates and real estate when we get back on open house with team reba you can call us 866-712-1300 If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Eric Austin. I'm from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas. From Team Reba, dancing in my chair. Well, you're talking slow because you're dancing over there so much. Well, yeah. That's oh, a great lead-in cool. song, man. Yeah. I love our bumper music. Well, yay. Yeah. It's all good. We got we mm-hmm. got some all-house themes if you listen to that, that yes. music. So have to get some, uh, get some uh, crazier stuff in there, some Norwegian stuff. Well, maybe. that's not really about a house on that song. <laughs> it's like you're just my type, but you know when you know the right house. Yeah. Because you, you walk in and you're like... This is it. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, just I'm my type. mentally moved in already. Exactly. Yeah, the only problem, it's $100,000 higher than my budget. Yeah. Well, or you got a crazy seller on your hands. Oh, yeah. No, we, I've we've, been dealing with one of those recently. Yeah. Good. I. Uh, good? Well, no. <laughs> That's not what I, we I don't thought. Mean, I don't mean good, but <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, we, we talk about... You know how you set your contracts up, and mm-hmm. you want to you want to really protect your buyer. And mm-hmm. um, we we have one going on right now that's that's literally one for the record books. That yeah, uh, the buyer um, bought the home. The seller believed misunderstood the appraiser when the appraiser was out, and the seller believed that the appraiser told her the home was worth a hundred thousand dollars more oh, than what it was listed for. Is that for. still going oh, on? It gets better. You've been talking about that right. for a while. Right. So the, the transaction closed. The, the home had an upstairs and a downstairs, but the yeah. seller agreed to sell only if the buyer would allow the seller to stay downstairs for a couple of months. What? Called a rent back, right? Wait, Game. but while they were already After closing. also living in there? After closing, yes. Right. Well, I understand yeah, yeah, that part, yeah. but you're saying both parties were living both, in the house? Both parties. Yeah. Our buyer upstairs, the seller oh, downstairs. No. And, um, and so, uh, so they were supposed to be out within 60 days. Well, the buyer agreed to let them stay another month and then another month. And, uh, and then the city somehow got wind and inspected the property because there'd been a remodel of the downstairs and bathrooms had been added and things without permits. Permits. Oh no. So they got tagged. And uh, so now the buyer is trying to evict the seller, 
And uh, the seller has now countersued, stating that they only uh, they sold the home for below market price sold just to duress. allow them to stay it. And oh, the whole nine yards. Yes, they want compensation. They want twenty thousand dollars. I hope there's attorneys involved. There are. There are. Okay, because yeah. there should be. Yeah. Well, and it's it's your typical thing when when someone gets served an eviction, then they're going to mm-hmm. come up with all kinds of of reasons. You know, um, you know. He yelled at me. He said hurtful things. He did this. He yeah, did but the that. law doesn't care about that. Mm, no, but it does muck up the courts, though. I've got to tell you. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, the moral to the story. <laughs> I'm amazed that they even allowed them to stay. They were being. That was some really. They they, they that, did okay, so can I, against. Can I, can I point something out to people so who are listening to this? Of the Hold loan on. officer. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Against the advice of the loan officer, but what you're also missing saying here is that there were no real estate agents involved in that Correct. transaction. This is a for sale by. So owner. can I just uh, put a little shout out there? Of this is another reason why you may not want to try and do this yourself. Absolutely. Because you told me about this transaction a while ago. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm right. like, wait, this is still going. Oh yeah. And had someone with experience been engaged in that transaction that actually knows the contracts and all the pieces that are there, they might have been able to prevent this from even beginning to happen. 100% correct. So I'm going to point out, one of the things, since we didn't have a guest today, and the thing is, I love it sometimes when we don't have guests, because we get a chance to talk about this stuff, Mm -hmm. the things that people really don't ever get to hear about, Mm -hmm. which is the mistakes that happen in real estate. Everyone is constantly questioning, what's the value of a real estate agent? Well, it's based on their experience level, right? Right. Because, you know, there's... 200 people a month jumping into the real estate industry here, which is ridiculous. It's a scary fact. It is. It's a scary fact, and it is a fact. And And the the folks that jump in, the new real estate mm -hmm. agents, they have to pass the test. Mm -hmm. They have to get 70%, right? Yes. But the state doesn't tell you what questions you missed. Yes. So the brand-new licensed real estate agent could be out there practicing. Mm -hmm. uh, Literally practicing. Not knowing 30% of whatever Uh they're working on. And they yeah. don't know what 30% right. they have correct and what 30% they don't yes. have correct. Yes. So making sure you're working with a good, experienced professional with good skills is very, very important. And you can find that out by doing an interview, right? And getting good questions for interviewing somebody. But mm-hmm. a main one would be like, what is your experience level? Even if you're new, you might have experience in another industry mm-hmm. that would carry over really well. Like I came from tech and I was doing contracts in tech, working with attorneys Mm -hmm. directly to write those terms, was very familiar with that process, dealing with five, six, seven figure deals. That was a very simple transference of skills. But if, hey, I was just a bartender last, right? probably not the right skill set. Right. Although I could make you a really fine drink when you're having a stressful day, (laughs) you know, but that would be about it. Right. So so you mentioned that situation and there's people who aren't even being alerted to the fact right up front of like, oh, there's some very questionable stuff going on here that probably is not a really good idea and there's a lot of risk involved. Yes. So now, yeah, it automatically ends up having to go to attorneys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, I want to bring up a point of just making sure that – because we keep talking on the show about how hot the market is. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that are happening now within the market are there's a lot of people trying to get properties off market, 
right? right There's right. a large contingency of people who are trying to go out and get deals, and they literally are. Every single time we've run across this, it's because someone's trying to get a below market price on, sure, on a property. Sure, sure. So I'm going to give you a great example of one that, mm. that we're working with right now. And this property was brought to our attention a few months ago, was used as a rental for somewhere between 25, 27 years, you know, passed on an inheritance in a family. So it's been in the family a really long time, right? It's totally paid off. And we were contacted to talk about the value of the property. Now, we, at the time we went, said, okay, our thought in May of this year, now this property is sitting in Bellevue. In May, we valued this property at an on-market price of 450, with the expectation it might go higher than that. Okay, but at 450. Now they had three months for the tenants to move out, and they took just a tiny bit more than that to get out because it took them a while because they'd been there 27 years, and they'd been hoarders. So you know, it took a while. And once we got them out, we jumped into our normal skills and you know started moving on things but right before we were supposed to do all that i caught wind from the property management folks that apparently this family had taken an off market offer someone had sent in an unsolicited offer mm-hmm. and some by mail and i guess one directly and i was like oh i i was not aware of that now, I found out later it was because they sent it to the wrong email address for me. They spelled my name wrong, which happens a lot. You know how I feel about that. But again, Reba at TeamReba.com. Very simple. Don't even have to spell my last name. <laughs> Everyone spells it wrong. Right. It's not a problem. So anyway, we found the old email, realized the problem, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's done with anyway because they failed out on the inspection. Okay. They decided it was too much to renovate this property. So lo and behold, now I didn't know what that contract was for. We, at this time, now three months have gone by, the market continues to be quite hot. So we recommended an on-market price of 480. Okay. And we were going Originally to- Originally thinking it was 450. Well, it was 450 three months ago, but the yeah, market's right. growing. Sure, so duh, yeah. it's now, now it's worth more. So we went on, because that's what we told them. It was like, here's what we think it's worth now. By the time that happens, we had estimated maybe 475-ish. Mm-hmm, sure. And we were right. So we came on at 480 and- the next day, even though we had a one-week wait to show to review offers, mm-hmm. somebody came in the first day after being on market and gave us an amazing $600,000 offer. Holy cow. 600000 on a property listed for four eighty. Four eighty. Huge, yeah. huge upsell, right? Absolutely. With waived inspection, and they waived financing even though they're going to use it. Yeah. So... I presented that to my clients and said, you know, are you willing to accept this before we do the review time? Because a seller has the right to do that. Sure. And she contacted all the other people that were part of the LLC and they said, it, it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'd, we'd like to go ahead and accept that offer. So the lady finished writing it up, sent it over. I sent it to everybody, signed it around. Boom. We're done. Yeah. Right. So I had a follow-up meeting. Of course, you know, we continue to stay in good communication with our clients. They're going to do a 1031 exchange. So we've been giving them resources for people to do that. We're going to bring an exchange person on the show here soon. Right. And uh, so anyway, I'm talking to her and I said, would you, would you be willing to share with me what that off market price was? And she was like, oh, uh, well, sure. Okay. Uh, we, we were under contract for 380 That was the price before we put it on market. 
the offer they had before we put it on market oh was three eighty. Wow, a full one hundred thousand below our list price. Yeah, yeah, and a very significantly below our actual below sale offer. price. And I got to tell you, when I called my client to tell her what that offer was, I could hear over the phone the grin on her face, mm, <laughs> which imagine. you know makes me so happy, right? Wow, but that's. That's just one example we have right. of these situations going yeah. on. Yeah. So if you're someone receiving and, and, unsolicited offers, I will tell you right now, there are investment groups out there that that is their way to get deals. Right. I'm doing the little airmark, you know. Well, I'm seeing the, um, yeah, or, or they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll write the, the offer and that will be the name of the buyer and or assigns. Right. So their, their plan is to immediately assign that that price to someone else and you know, right well okay you, you can't just blanket say that that's a negative well, because it mm-hmm. depends on who's buying it because i do have like builders that they use that well, because I, they need to assign an llc right. but yes if it's an investor looking to flip it yes that might be the case well it's a negative to the seller yeah you know because they don't have a good knowledge of what the market is because right. they don't have an agent representing them yes yeah and that off-market deal is Already just a red flag. We we yeah. had another deal I think I talked about on the show once of in West Seattle. We had someone who was going around in a whole neighborhood trying to get these off-market deals. And then he'd try and apply pressure with these ridiculous in, inspection responses that weren't even valid, trying to get $25,000 off a deal. It was just it was just crazy. And then when we actually went on market, crazy. the place sold for ten percent of her asking price. Right. Which is what I told the client it was gonna do anyway. Right. You know, so if you're someone who's out there, especially if you've owned your home a long time, just be wary of unsolicited offers because I'm going to tell you probably 95% of the time, if not higher, that's someone trying to get a price lower than what your market value is probably actually worth. And don't just go by your Zestimate. No, your your Zillow estimate. That's yeah. right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, when we come back, we'll be talking more about this topic and throw some finance in there, give you an update on rates and everything. Stay tuned for more with Open House with Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba. And I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. Yeah. So I'm going to stop monopolizing for a little while and let you do your usual routine of mortgage rates. Oh, do the rate update. Oh, you got it. You got it. Are you ready for that or did you want to do something else? I'm ready. I'm ready for you. You're always ready. Absolutely. You were born ready. I was born ready. (laughs) Yep. Got my, uh, got my 12 C calculator in my head. No, I wasn't. (laughs) No, no, no. You've seen the pictures. I had the fro. I had the... When you were born, you came out with a fro? Oh, no. I don't about when I was born. Okay. You said you were born ready and I was like, okay. And you were bald then too. You're like, what? (laughs) Like some people do come out with a whole head of hair. But I, not uh, you. I, I'm no, guessing. I, I'm, you're probably right about that. So yeah, it was a. It was <laughs> All a right, I've bloomer. deflated you now. Like, like okay, uh, go ahead. Let's let's uh, talk about right. rates. Is there something positive about rates? Well, we don't know. What? We don't know. Okay. I just got no idea. 
So the market actually this week has been fairly stable, but we've we've had last week a ton of volatility. We had upward pressure on rates. Matter of fact, last week at this time we were talking about that, mm-hmm. and rates had inched their way up about an eighth of a percent. We're kind of still hanging around at that level. Uh, the big issue right now is tomorrow because the okay. Federal Reserve, the Federal Open Market Committee, is has met their meeting today, and and, mm-hmm. and they meet again tomorrow. Tomorrow they'll make an announcement on interest rates. Okay. And uh, always an important announcement. Yeah, and 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 the the volatility that we've had in the bond markets, you know, leading up to um, to this meeting, uh, there's been various Fed Reserve governors that have come out and have been been making statements either in favor of increasing rates or in favor of holding rates steady, uh, and uh, and so the markets are just having a real hard time trying to figure out you know what's going on as it stands right now the odds that the fed will increase interest rates tomorrow are at 36%. So okay. we really don't think that that the fed will make an increase in in rates tomorrow. Uh some some are are you know forecasting that they might just to, to get it over with and that's going to be the last one that we okay. see this year. The problem is that the global economy is still very very weak. And uh, and in our economy, you know, our, our growth for the first half of the year was just not, you know, nothing better than anemic. It's it's picked up a little bit of steam in the second half of this year, so our economy is going on a little bit le- a little bit better. Fannie Mae is uh, is estimating that that in third quarter we're going to grow at about a three percent rate. You know, so that's that's a heck of a lot better than you know than what we have been seeing. Uh, but for the year, we're, the Fannie Mae's estimate, we're going to see about 1.8% growth of our economy. Certainly not strong enough to warrant, you know, any significant increases in interest rates. So as as we kind of get, get on and, you know, we, we'll get more statistics. Um, the statistics today are that housing is, is globally at least, or nationally, I mean, is, is starting to cool down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, housing, I've heard that from a number of people in other marketplaces. Yeah, um, all of our statistics. It's not here, but other places. No, no. But nationally, um, you know, we're, we're expecting, uh, I think, in August when the stats come out that we'll have lost about 6,000 construction jobs. In our market, we can't find a contractor. Well, wait, where where are they losing those jobs? Because maybe they could move here. (laughs) Well, maybe they will. They they need to. (laughs) We don't have enough. They just have to pay our rent. You know, or yeah, pay our, pay our housing point. expense. Good so it's 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 a real dilemma now. But and 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 just sort of as a side note, I I'm very serious that I have multiple customers right now that are holding off on renovation projects and mm-hmm. construction projects, building new homes, because we can't line up a contractor. It's really really bad right now. So if you're a contractor out there mm-hmm. and you can actually return your phone calls. And you've got capacity over the next several months to maybe get some work done from qualified um, customers. Mm-hmm. Reach out. You can reach me at Eric is my banker. Eric at Eric is my or tweet me at Eric is my banker or Team Reba. But we'd love to hear from you. So there seems to be a shortage of of that. There is definitely there. a shortage. In fact, actually, I even would want to say if there's any other contractors out there or handymen that are looking for additional business. Like our business is growing like mad. Mm -hmm. In fact, I actually got really exciting news on Friday that I, uh, me and my team just hit the top 10% of revenue production 
in my office. Congratulations. That's yes. a big office. Yeah, it is. Well, I am. Office. I've got a lot of power players in my office, mm-hmm. mostly guys working in new construction. So right, to right. be in that little grouping is, is pretty fantastic. Yeah. And we're yeah. really excited about that. But um, we definitely have, have run into the same thing where we've got clients who are trying to prepare their homes for sale. We've got numerous folks who are already talking to us about over the next six months to a year of preparations. Right. And some want to be ready before even the end of the year because make no mistake, the fourth quarter of the calendar year is not a bad time to sell your house. If someone's all. ever told you that, mm. they're maybe lazy yeah. or don't understand fourth quarter dynamics because there's, you know, especially when you're in a market like we are right now, it is not a bad time. You know, the people who are interested in buying are out there in droves right now. That's right. And they are not going to slow down just because the holidays are here. In fact, if anything, they might be looking forward to time off work so they can actually get out and look at places. Yeah, focus on that. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, every year, I, some of my, my busiest months are November and December. Uh, me too. Which makes me crazy. You know, yeah. It's, like, it's you know, hard to have a social life right, when that right. is the case. <laughs> yeah. But we just plan for it every year. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Same I take here. my vacations at different times right, for right. the most part because we know that November and December can be two of the biggest months. In fact, I actually I do some coaching uh, and they asked us you know, all on this one call, like how, how many of you have a good fourth quarter? And I was like, 13 years running, mm-hmm. 13 yeah. years running. Same December way. has almost always been in the top income production for us. And that's because right. people are moving here. There is the people have to remember that companies like Boeing that run a calendar year for their fiscal, that's when they're moving people. That's right. Because they need to get them ready for the new budget year. Yep. Need to have them in place. So well, and we have so much, so many people moving to the area. It's mm-hmm. just going to be constantly busy. So yeah, don't be shy about Absolutely. putting your home on there. I know the flowers aren't in bloom and mm-hmm. might be looking a little mushy yeah. outside, but there's man, still oh, plenty man. you can do to have good curb appeal. And Absolutely. we can always use the blue sky backgrounds. You know, we <laughs> work right. with the photographers. Keep in mind too, Amazon employees, they run a March to February, mm-hmm. you know, fiscal. Right. So mm-hmm. there's companies and they're constantly moving people in here right now. Right. So there's always folks who are moving. And I'll tell you what, I was well, looking and, at- And year-end bonuses coming in too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. so there's a lot of lot of activity going on right now. So even though I know they're saying that um, with rates and whatnot, that there's anemic growth, I will say I was reading an article from DS News that was talking about eight years of financial progress. And if you really look at where where we stand now as opposed to 2010, we really have come a long way. It may have come in slow growth, but it was slow, moderate growth that got us out of you know 2010. Think about that. That was the bottom of our market. Mm-hmm. It was the worst of our recession. I might have to debate you on that one, That's but okay. we'll save that. We'll save that for That's another okay. time. <laughs> so, well, we've uh, added but, 15 million jobs since 2010. Right, right. But we still have a lot of a lot of folks that are not on the unemployment rolls now. That oh yeah, no, I understand of. that. So but we are we're, still we're, better. We've got a long, long, long ways to go before things are are, are kind of back to where we were. But uh, the rate the rate update right now. So so conventional conforming thirty year fixed rate loans. National average three point four seven percent today. Nice. Fifteen year fixed rates. National average two point eight two percent. Jumbo thirty year fixed rates averaging two point six two percent. Excuse me, three point six two percent. Almost scared myself. Yeah, there. I was going to say you might get a lot of phone calls yeah. from that one. And FHA loans still very very good at three point. Two five percent. 
So, so rates they went back still, down. Yeah, they went back down just a little bit. So that's great. And, uh, I mean, you should have been more enthusiastic yeah. than when I was like, "Hey, how are we?" Uh, well, like no, they, I, they, they were better than last week. We're we're we are just a little bit better than last week. I'm I'm a, I'm a bit um, uh, just you know anticipating what's going to happen tomorrow with the Fed. Uh, because the bond markets can react in strange mm-hmm. ways. True. And uh, sometimes, uh, typically, the bond market will track opposite to the stock market. So right. when, when stock prices rise, uh, bond prices fall, putting upward pressure on interest rates. Mm-hmm. There's an inverse relationship there. Right. Not always, doesn't always happen, though. And uh, and sometimes the Fed can kind of scare people and, and you mm-hmm. know, scare the markets, shock the markets. And in which case we can see some reactions, but so far we so should good. get someone to take that and do the shock the monkey song <laughs> and change it to shock the markets. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I would kind of like that. <laughs> Actually, maybe. Hey, David Summers, our producer, if you could find shock the monkey, and then we could just take the shock that, and then have Eric go we'll just say market. market. <laughs> that would be hysterical. I'd love that. <laughs> Well, I got this is thing. why we're such nerds. Like we find this fun. <laughs> yeah, I know it's the whole banking nerd thing. Going I know on we're there, total so. bank nerds. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So anyway, uh, a couple other things that are yeah. that are kind of coming up right now. Uh, um, PMI. Uh, yes, I, I like to talk about that just a little bit because okay. um, does a, that have some wonderful description behind that acronym? Private mortgage insurance. Oh, hashtag dead PMI. sexy. There you go. Like our last show we did. We, we had with a, we had a, a PMI. Um, uh, account executive on mm-hmm. a few months ago, and yeah. I actually should get Sherry back here on that. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to talk about two things because one thing that's changing with with mortgage insurance, which is a requirement when you uh-huh. put less than twenty percent down, so it's just one of those rites of passage for many many people. If you have oh, yeah. less than that twenty percent down payment, you're going to have mm-hmm. PMI. Well, traditionally uh, you had really one choice: you paid it every month, and right. it's, it's expensive. Right. Uh, but there's other options now. You can you can make a single payment and then you have mm-hmm. nothing added to your monthly premium. Right. Or you can do a something in the middle. It's called a split where you pay a little bit up front and then you have a significantly lower monthly payment. Well, the the cost of PMI uh, a couple of months ago went down for private mortgage insurance. This is for conventional, conventional okay. loans. And what the PMI companies did is they changed how they price it. The better your credit the less expensive it is. And if you have a credit score that's above about 700, mm-hmm. the cost of it went way down. If you had a credit score below 700, the cost of it went up. So, oh, really? so for folks with good credit, uh, putting less than 20% down can actually not be uh, an unattractive you know, option. And one of the things that's happened, though, is because of this change in the PMI pricing, the number of folks taking out conventional loans with PMI has increased relative to people taking out FHA loans, which is oh, right. your, your alternative. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so FHA um, volume is going lower because FHA mortgage insurance is more expensive. Oh, very in expensive most cases and than, permanent than PMI, and then permanent, meaning that you can't get rid of it. PMI unless you refinance or sell. Exactly. So, so this may force FHA to. Uh, Rework their the cost of their mortgage insurance. Okay. Bring it, bring well, it maybe down we do bit. bring Sherry back on again. Yeah, she was a great be guest. Definitely, before. we're talking about. Well, stay mm-hmm. tuned. We've got lots more to talk about here on Open House with Team Reba. Call us 866-712-1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300.
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And we're just waiting for that shock the monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to shock the market. (laughs) Yeah, shock the market. Thank you, David Summers, for bringing that in. We love it. (laughs) Just listen to this the rest of the segment. That's not bad. I forget how much I like these songs. Yeah, Did I tell you I got to go see him in concert? No. Yeah, when he was here this summer with Sting. Oh, no way. Well, so many... Market. (laughs) We're totally going to have to do that. That's got to be a thing for us. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you, David Summers, our esteemed producer there. That was fun. (laughs) Well, better than me singing the Norwegian National Anthem. (laughs) I would be in agreement with you on that one. Yep, yep. Even Tyler started chuckling in the corner over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's all good. That's all good. So, um, yes. We got we got lots going on. Markets are get, are, mm-hmm. are jumping a little bit. We've got good rates still. Mm-hmm. It's uh, getting into you know we're into third quarter here. We're yeah. going to see what's going on with the, to go into know, the housing market. Should be absolutely. I want to be fine. like this. I can't say the Seahawks were a fourth quarter team this last weekend, but uh, mm. we're going to be yeah. a fourth quarter team. I hope. I can so. tell you that. I hope so. We'll be. We'll. We'll. Uh, we're hopeful for them too. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so got our fingers. Got yeah. our fingers crossed. So, um, so what else you got for me? Well, um, I wanted to talk. I know we had our first time homebuyer class yes. on Saturday, and yes. we talked about some kind of cool things. But there's one thing that um, that uh, we oh uh, before I, before you actually go to that PMI, we, let's just kind of oh, yeah, finish yeah, that yeah, up finish with up PMI, that. Mm-hmm. folks. If you have PMI on your loan mm-hmm. and you have a conventional loan, yes, and uh, and you're making monthly PMI payments, you should really look into seeing whether you can get rid of it. Some people don't understand this or don't know if they but can or they can't. But how do they, they go about doing that, Well, number Eric? Yeah, there's rules do for this. Do tell. There's rules for this. So the first rule is that at any point when your loan balance falls to 78% of what you paid for that home or if you refinance it, what it appraised for, your, your PMI will automatically drop off the loan. However, if your loan balance falls to 80%, of what you paid for mm-hmm. the home or refinanced at, um, you know, the appraisal amount, you can request to have it removed and they'll take it off. So what you do is you call your loan servicer and say, I want to get rid of my PMI. Well, uh, why wait for 78%? You yeah. Know, get, get rid of it at 80%. There's, there's another uh, rule that, that says that if you wait two years and you have, and we do a new appraisal of your property, and you have 20% equity, meaning that your loan-to-value ratio, your loan balance is no more than 80% of, of the new value of the home, mm-hmm. you can get rid of it. So there's, there's, um, there may be some nuances depending on the, the servicer of your loan. Some, some lenders have overlays where they may be a little bit more conservative of that. But these okay. are the Fannie Mae rules, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac rules. Mm-hmm. So if you've had PMI in your loan more than a couple of years, We've seen home values appreciating so much here recently. It's absolutely worth investigating to find out if you can get rid of it. And if you need help on that or have questions on that or need somebody to kind of analyze it, reach out. Always happy to Mm -hmm. help. You can call us uh, us at the radio show here, Mm 866-712-1300. Yeah, if you're looking for – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Eric is my banker. Yeah. E-R-I-C. 
So yeah. always happy to look into that for Just you. Just reminding everyone out there that we've talked several times on the show about what's been going on with appreciation. And in general, we've been growing 8 to 14% a year. So if you have been in your home anywhere one to two years, it is yeah. possible that you may have already hit that threshold. That's absolutely absolutely. Right. Yep. And yeah. uh, and so so really kind of be thinking about that for those of you that are that are just getting into buying a home. Maybe mm-hmm. you're 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 excited about the interest rates, or you're you're worried that maybe I want to get in before the market you know climbs out of my reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are zero down programs available in in our area, Washington State. If you have a combined household income that's $97,000 or lower, mm-hmm. uh, you really should in- explore the Home Advantage program. This is a program that's offered by the Washington State Housing Finance mm-hmm. Commission. And the Home Advantage program combines either a conventional or an FHA or a VA loan uh, with a down payment of 3% to 3.5%, mm-hmm. combines that with a second mortgage to cover that down payment. And you know, a good portion of your closing costs. Right. The interest rate on that second mortgage? Big fat zero. Big old zero. Goose egg. Yeah. And uh, and the payment on it? Big fat zero. Double goose eggs. That's right. <laughs> so you got no payment on the second mortgage. Yeah. And, uh, it's a heck of a deal. A, it's a, it's and, a great program. And I will say Seattle Times just came out with an article in the last week talking about what the median income is within the Seattle area. Because mm-hmm. we had some of the biggest growth. It jumped $10,000. Over the year prior, it's, yeah, and it went up to eighty thousand. Right. So a lot of people may be like, "Oh, ninety-seven, but it's like that's still a lot of households around oh, here. There's even, a lot of, even with our median having pumped up to eighty, there's still quite a few households that that's that right. would still qualify. That's right. And first-time home buyers and, mm-hmm. and folks that are just kind of getting getting started in their careers mm-hmm. and everything. It's it's a really really good program to consider. Mm-hmm. Now on top of that. Uh, there's another program out there, and I talked about Ooh, this like on Saturday. Sandwich. Yeah, it's sort of this. Or it's like little, a scone. It's got bonus. jam in the middle. Let's call it neighborhood lift. Oh program. yeah, that was a cool program. Well, so this program was a result of a certain bank that uh, drives around in a stagecoach, getting into a bunch of trouble with the Department of Justice. Yes, I heard about that. And as a settlement, well, no, this is the a pre- previous trouble. Now this same banks and oh, they're in trouble again. Trouble, That's right. right. They're You're in trouble right. again yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. but. So, so this one from the previous uh, batch of getting into trouble uh, agreed to set up neighborhood lift. So what the lift program is, and again, there's some income limits. This mm-hmm. one's about $90,300 okay. in, uh, in King County. If your household income is below, let's call it $90,000, you can get a grant up to $7,500 that can be used for your down payment, closing costs, uh, all of that. And the way the grant works is it's forgiven over the first three years. So in year one, if as long as you're living in the home as your mm-hmm. principal residence, year one, they forgive 2,500, year two, 2,500, year three, the final 2,500, and the grant goes away. So, Sounds like a so pretty you're good able deal. to, again, buy a home, zero down uh, using the neighborhood lift Program. But you don't have to go through that lender no, you to really, access it. No, you really don't. Even um, though they're the reason it might be in. That's right. This is Force. a this is a program that's actually offered through a nonprofit in Seattle okay. called Homesite. Okay. And if anybody's interested in more information on Homesite, again, you can reach out to me at Eric is my banker. Mm-hmm. I actually have one of the very first uh, loans for this program uh, in, going on in right process. now. Don't going you? on right now. Yeah. So, uh, but you can also reach out to Homesite at homesitewa.org. So H O M E S I G H T W A dot O R G, and it's called Neighborhood Lift. Uh, there are limited funds available for the lift grants, 
So if that's something that you're right in the you know in the market on it, get in there quick and uh, and learn about it. There are some rules or some requirements. You have to take some classes, some education. Uh, but you know what? Are there classes outside of the one that we teach? Yeah, they are. It's an, okay. an additional eight hours. But you know what? For seventy five hundred bucks, would you would you take an eight hour class? Uh, yes. Heck yeah. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So get no, in there. No so, hesitation. Right. And then the 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 other one that we talked about um, on Saturday that that many people don't know about is called the Mortgage Credit Certificate Program. Yes, I love that program. Uh, I know so it's good. a lot of work for you. It but is. But it's such a cool program. The 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 Mortgage Credit Certificate is a tax credit. Of twenty mm-hmm. percent of your mortgage interest yeah. you pay every year. Yeah, not That's a deduction. Tax. No, it's a credit. Think of translate extra refund. Yeah, and 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 the the beauty of this program is is that uh, it can also you don't lose your regular deductions for buying a home where you can always deduct your your mortgage interest and right. your property taxes. You still get most of that uh, deduction as well. So it almost effectively doubles your tax benefits for owning. A home. So, for instance, if you bought a home for say four hundred thousand dollars, say you finance four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you're going to have a mortgage credit certificate, a refund of an additional about thirty seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you purchase that home. So, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome program. Yeah. So, anyway, so a couple things we should uh, you know always get that out there. We'll have information yeah. I know on your site. Yeah, and, and I do want to say we mentioned earlier we were going to say Tamara Simon's going to be back on the show talking yep. about that stuff, Seattle City Council and landlords. She's uh, we confirmed she's coming on October twenty fifth. Excellent. So if anyone was interested in that information again, definitely listen in October twenty fifth. But listen this in week tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow from one to three p.m. will be on, and KKOL will be on till six p.m. At the Business Launchpad. And Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock from the Washington State Fair. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.